This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. I want to talk to you about purpose and why purpose is so important. You know, folks, we can't go through life without a purpose. You know, um, if you're not going anywhere, every road will take you there. And so you've got to have a purpose. You've got to have a goal. You've got to have something that you're aspiring for. Surely God did not create you just as steak and chops and you've got no purpose. Amen. Surely you have a purpose. And it's important for most of us, or all of us, to find out what our purpose is. Most people don't know their purpose in life. They don't know their purpose in life. And so they go through life without purpose, without meaning, feeling that they're just filling a space. And I want you to know today that God created you for a purpose. And can I hear a great amen for that? Bump your neighbor and say, I was made for a purpose. Bump your neighbor on the other side, I was definitely made for a purpose. Amen. So God has designed you for something great. For something great. There is greatness in you. You are the next huge evangelist. You are the, the, the next person to invent something awesome. I don't know what it is. You're going to invent, there, there's somebody here that's going to invent 7G. <laughs> something. Something. God has put purpose in you. Yeah, but Pastor Johnny, I'm not sure. God has put purpose in your life. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when he attends to what he reveals, when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And this scripture is really speaking about having vision and having purpose. If you can't see what God is doing, you will stumble over yourself. You will feel like you've got no direction, no purpose, not sure where I'm supposed to go. Am I, am I really made for this? Is this really who I am? But when he reveals what he wants to do, the Bible says they are most blessed. And family, I'm here to say to you today, if you see what God is doing in your life, if you understand what your purpose is, you will be most blessed. You could, there's nobody like a person on a mission. I mean, they've got purpose. I mean, they, they're stepping, you know, they're moving from point to point. People without a purpose is like, amen? I don't know if I did it well. I don't know if I got the swagger, you know, so. Any case. So what's next? <laughs> you might say, okay, Pastor Johnny, all right, yes, I want to discover my purpose. How do I do this? How do I discover purpose in the church? What does God want to do for me? Well, firstly, is that it says in Psalm 16, the following, you will show me the way of life. You see, the minute God shows you your purpose, and the minute you discover your purpose, and you can do and discover your purpose right here on the growth track. This weekend, we've got off because it's the fifth week, but next week we start with step one of the growth track. But you can discover your purpose on week two, step two of the growth track. But you will show me, God will show you the way of life. I don't know about you, but I like to have a predictable life. I like things to go well. I like the predictability of things going well. I mean, you don't want to get to the house, ah, now the fridge broke again. 
Ah, the dog is no food. Ah, this, that. You know, you should, I like predictability. Everything, the, the cat is fed, the dog is fed, the fridge is still running, everything is paid on time, everything is great. You might say, yes, that sounds so boring. All right, I'd rather have that life than having unpredictable life. Amen, come on. I know what my purpose is. And so you will show me the way of life. God will show you the way of life that speaks to your purpose. Granting me the joy of your presence. You see, when you discover God's way of life, you also discover the joy of his presence. Because then God leads you in everything and in everything, anything that you need to know. God guides you. And the pleasures of living with you forever, Father. The pleasure where you have peace, where there's not anxiety, where you know that God has shown you the way of life. So how do we do this? First of all, we've got to connect with God. We've got to know God. You've got to connect with God and you've got to connect with people. You've got to know, not only know God mentally, but you've got to know God in here. So you've got to know him in here. Too many people know God here. They know of God and they must probably can quote the scriptures quite well from here. But do you know him here? Do you know him from the heart? Do you know when things are going wrong, when it seems like, but God promised me a purpose. God promised me this thing, and it's not going that way. We'll talk about that today. Is the first thing that you say, ah, this doesn't work. This faith business doesn't work. Do you know him? And so you, we need to connect with God, and we need to connect with people, the body. I mean, this is a great bunch of people to make friends with. I thought you guys would at least agree with yourselves. Uh, okay, all right. Okay, let's find another one. Yeah, here's a better one. Okay, discover your purpose and find freedom. You've got to discover your purpose. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Discovering your purpose and finding freedom. Being free from the things of life that just holds you back. The stories, the skinner, the this, the that. You know, sometimes I just move out. Let me just move out and move on. I haven't got time for things to really drag me down. I hate it when things become complicated. Sorry for those strong words. I loathe it. Grow in life together. You've got to grow. If you want to find out what your purpose is in life, you've got to grow in life. You know, um, you can't just be the same. If you, you're the same where you were five years ago, you're not growing. In actual fact, you're busy stagnating. You could even be dying spiritually. You should be growing in your relationship with God. In your, in your knowledge of your work, your job, the things that God has put inside of your heart. We need to grow. And you can do it right here at church. We offer so much for you to do. Growing groups together. Be part of something that is bigger than you. How about Pastor Johnny? I'm the CEO of the company. I'm not going to hand out blankets. Well, maybe you should. Amen. Or lastly, belong and make a difference. Belong to a family that serves right here at Christian Family Church and make a difference. Come on, man. Take that blanket. I tell you what, when you, when you, we, we had a staff outreach sometime. I've got to move on. But in any case, we had a staff outreach about, um, how long ago was it? Uh, Pastor Chantal, when was it? About six months ago. Okay, six months, way too long ago. But in any case, six months ago, the staff, we went out to Kempton Park Station. And we just fed the people with soup, and Pastor Andre was standing on his soap box there, and he was preaching the word, okay? And so, you know who got the most out of that that day? The staff. And I promise you, if you belong to a family that serves, you will make a difference. 
because the people afterwards that were there were so blessed because nobody necessarily cares about their spiritual life there. It's all just about how many people can I put in a taxi. Amen? And so we make a difference in people's life where they need it most. So if you do all of these things, you will defeat the enemies of purpose. If you do all of this, you will defeat the enemies of purpose. The first enemy, let me first of all read your scripture. In Romans 12, verse 2, the Bible says, Do not copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We need, to, we need our mind transformed. There are three enemies of purpose. The first one is confusion. Second one is comparison. And the last one is counterfeit or counterfeit. Let me talk to you about the first one, confusion. The first enemy of purpose, confusion. You see, when people are moving around and walking around about their daily business, but they don't really know what they're supposed to do, they, they say things like, I'm confused. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm not sure if this is for me. And, and, and uh, maybe hopefully a light will come on maybe someday. You know, when I'm 40, I'll do it. When I'm 50, I'll do it. When I'm 60, and then you regret that you haven't done it. Amen. And so, so many people are just too confused about it. Stop. That's an that's a enemy of purpose. It's a spirit. Confusion. Then there's this, the, the, the enemy of purpose number two is comparison. We compare ourselves against other people. Look at her body. Look at the hair. You see, I don't have that challenge. I'm beyond that. <laughs> I don't compare myself with the hair anymore. Especially guys that's got no hair. No, I'm only kidding. Okay. So we're trying to be like them. We're trying to compare ourselves. Do I measure up? I mean, some of us, we even preach like T.D. Jakes. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen? The sweat, that's the sweat now, okay? We're trying to compare ourselves to other people. You are uniquely designed. You have a purpose. Your purpose is not like the other person. You, the best you'll ever be if you copy somebody is a carbon copy. The best you'll ever be is second best. You are unique. God created you to solve certain problems well on this earth. Nobody else can solve that problem, only you. Amen? I mean, you look at a watch, you see how many cogs and little springs and little dials are in a watch. You just take one little thing out and the whole thing comes to a standstill. You're the same. You might be the smallest of the small or you think you're the smallest of the small, but you keep the clock ticking. Amen, family? The third one is the enemy of purpose is counterfeit. We, we watch people on the Kardashians, I mean the Kardashians. On TV, and we think that that is wow, that is the way life has got to be. This one is stealing that one's boyfriend or husband or something like that. And uh, we check on Facebook, and some people I know that person, they're in the church, but look at their life, they look just look so successful and everything. It's staged, they don't live like that all the time. Check them six o'clock in the morning with the colors in the hair. And the, no, not the cigarette in the mouth, but you understand what I'm trying to say, right? It's a counterfeit. And people try and put their best behavior on, on social media or on television programs and things like that. And some of these things, I'm even ashamed. I don't watch it, but I just heard. But I mean, you're ashamed to, to watch these things, you know. It's a counterfeit. It's not real, family. Come on. 
Surely you know that. There's not somebody saying, no, Pastor John, really, it's real. No, it's not. It's like WWF. It's staged. And you thought they were athletes. They're really fighting. No, it's all staged. It's, it's like a soap opera. Now somebody says, that, no, never, ever. They really, they know how to fight. It's staged. And you think that's the way that life is. And so you never discover your purpose. Because you feel like I can never measure up. And I want you to know that God's got a better plan for you. God's got a unique plan for you. God's got a purpose for you. Say this with me. I was created for a purpose. So let's look at how God reveals our purpose to us. There are four things that he can do it in. But let me just quickly, let's look at how God reveals our purpose. I want you to know that God's design in me reveals God's destiny for me. God's design in me reveals my destiny for me. In other words, God's design, for example, if I take an eyeball out, I would know that this design, it's been designed for the destiny of looking or seeing, right? The same with the hand. The hand was designed so that its destiny is to be able to pick up things and handle things. And so it is with the legs and everything in your body. We are the body of Christ. Each and every part of my body has a specific function. I mean, you just realize, uh, for example, I, I had knee surgery about a year ago in my knee. And then you realize you just can't walk properly. A small little thing like that can hamstring you in the process. You just, you just put your finger there and could do it with a hammer. And you'll quickly realize, yes, today it feels like I can't even walk properly just because of that. Everything has its purpose. God's design in me reveals God's destiny for me. You see, I, I remember somebody once said, whatever ticks you off, that is perhaps your purpose. Now, I know some of you, oh, yeah, I've received the ministry of criticism. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, that one ticks me off. You, you, wrong direction. Go this way. This way. This way. Not that way. This way. Okay? And if you're dissatisfied with your life, then perhaps you're pursuing something that is not your purpose. You were made for this. Whatever it is that God designed you for, you were made for this. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for special. It's not just for privilege. It's for everybody body God created you for a purpose so let me share with you four ways how God primarily reveals his purpose to us today number one there is a call from birth God reveals your purpose from birth and for many of you you've perhaps said Pastor Johnny, ever since I, got, I was born, I realized the minute I maybe understood the first concept, but ever since birth, I realized that I was called to do this or to that or that. And you see it in many ways. You see little kids, they're two, one years old and, they, and they're swinging a golf club and they phenomenal, they become phenomenal golf players. You see other kids, they're driving little go-karts at six months and then they become uh, Formula One racing drivers. From birth, that purpose was inside of them. Amen. And you might say, and you tell the story, yes, Pastor Johnny, I had that vision, I had that dream from birth inside of me, but then so many things happened, and uh, you know, then problems happened, and then uh, death happened, and then marriage happened, and then uh, way too many children happened. And you feel like my purpose 
is no longer here. I had it from birth, but now it's just like, it's, it's past the expiry date. I want you to know the Bible says that the call of God is irrevocable and without repentance. Okay? It's irrevocable and without repentance. I don't care if you're 75. God is still, he said, this person is going to achieve this. God is waiting for you to take up the responsibility. Amen. God speaks to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1 verse 4 to 8. And he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations in the womb. That's why, family, we as a church will never change our stance on abortion. We are pro-life, and life starts in the womb. Amen? And we will not agree with people that say it's okay for abortions. Now, mommy, daddy, I understand. If you've maybe gone through that, perhaps you were ignorant, but God can help you through that. Amen? But we do not promote it from this platform. We, we are pro-life because life starts in the womb. I can preach now a whole message on that, but I won't. <laughs> so we're going to defend them. Notice what it says in this portion of Scripture. God says four things. God formed you. God knows you. God set you apart. And God has appointed you already in the womb. God called you from birth. Then uh, Jeremiah goes on and says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. Some of you are talking yourself out of your purpose. Yeah, I can't do this. I'm too, I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too this. Stop talking yourself out of your purpose and follow what God has destined for you. Stop disqualifying yourself. Amen. Don't run from the call. Serve God. Don't run from the call. It's irrevocable without repentance. God didn't, you, you, you're thinking God made a mistake when he gave me that passion in my heart. He didn't. It's irrevocable without repentance. Second um, purpose, or second um, a purpose for us today is you grow in awareness, a growing awareness. You discover your purpose it starts with a growing awareness in your heart. As you grow up, maybe as a, teen, as a young child or maybe as a teenager, you start growing in awareness of this. We see the story of Joseph. Joseph started growing in awareness that God definitely had a plan for him. <coughs> Excuse me. We see that, that his father even recognized that gifting upon his life, made him a special coat. The mistake that Joseph made is he told all his mother and father and he told his brothers and they didn't like it that much. But all of a sudden, yeah, knowing that he's destined for something great, Joseph all of a sudden finds himself on his way to go and, and bring supplies to his brothers. All of a sudden, he finds himself being captured, being thrown into a pit. The next thing, being sold to slave traders on their way to Egypt, finding himself in a different country. Where's my purpose? All of a sudden, being pursued by another woman and then being thrown into jail. Then two friends says, don't worry, we'll remember you. And we know those, okay? And then they forget about him in the jail. Where's the purpose of God in this? It seems like my plan has taken a couple of wrong turns in the process. Amen? He's called of God, but everything seems to be going away from God somehow. But God uses what looks like wrong turns to position you for greatness. Amen? 
You might say here today, Pastor Johnny, I've been divorced and I'm so ashamed of that. Because I know the church frowns upon that. But I'm here to tell you today that God is going to use your divorce to help somebody else so that you can save lives in the process. You might say, Pastor Johnny, but you know, uh, I went through a bankruptcy and I don't really know how to work with money, it seems. But God is going to take that wrong turn in your life and he's going to use you to help and save lives by giving people the, 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 the tools, the purposes of what not to do. Are you ready? Ready for your purpose? So look what happened when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, having taken seemingly all these wrong turns. In Genesis 50 verse 20, you intended to harm me, brothers, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Your testimony, your purpose can save lives. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Number three, walking through open doors. How God reveals our purpose to us is that we have to walk through open doors. God can only reveal his purpose if you take a step through an opportunity. Through an opportunity. God opens doors that no man can shut and shuts doors that no man can open. God will promote you in a company, even if it's the most heathen company. God will cause that company to prosper so that you can prosper in the process. The reason why they're prospering is because you are there, because God has got a purpose for you. And, you, and God is seeing that you're living out your purpose for him. And so he will prosper the company so that you can get prospered. Amen? Come on now. Yeah, but Pastor Johnny, just deliver me from this company. No, stay there. <laughs> We hear, we hear we have the, the, the example, walking through open doors, somebody, you have to walk through the opportunity to discover your purpose. We see the life of Esther. Esther is a Jewish girl. She's proud of the exiles into Babylon. She goes there and she's got no father, no mother. She's Jewish. She's a slave. And her uncle is looking after her. And in the process, she has no destiny, seemingly no destiny. But then the queen, Nebuchadnezzar's uh, uh, wife, all of a sudden displeases him and he exiles her completely. And so they have a, in my terms, a beauty pageant. And they have all these girls and they choose Esther, the one without purpose. And she becomes Queen Esther with purpose. But listen to this. That's not the end. It's a woo, and that's where we stop. Yes, God has delivered me now. Look at me now. No, that's not where it stops. Her uncle Mordecai reminds her, in Esther 4, verses 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. God has got a plan and a purpose. He's using you to step through the opportunity so that you can achieve something. And if you're not going to step through, it will come to pass. You will use somebody else. So why don't you make yourself available today to the Lord and say, Here I am, Lord. Give me a purpose. Her purpose was... Not to remain silent for the persecution of the Jews. And listen to this. And who knows. But that you have come to your royal position for a time such as this. God is busy reading you. Many people in this church. Reading you for your purpose for a time such as this. Are you ready to walk through the open door? God is doing his best to give you opportunities. 
but you have to step through. This doesn't mean that I make my own decisions. No, I listen to the voice of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. And when God produces for me, there's the opportunity. I must step through. And the minute I step through the opportunity, God's purpose for my life can come into being. Point number four, fourth purpose. How does God reveal His purpose to me? He reveals it as a God encounter. This type of purpose is a place where just God is speaking. A God encounter. Acts 9 verse 1, meantime, or meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked them for letters to the synagogue in Damascus. So there'd be found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Here is a man that oversaw, that overlooked, that, that supervised the first uh, Christian martyr being killed, Stephen. He held the garments. And then he got promoted and he was so zealous to become the hitman for the Romans and the Pharisees. That he said, give me letters so that I can go and find those people of the way, the people of the church, the people that believe in Christ. He killed Christians. And as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. There's a suddenly that happens in a God encounter. It's not planned. You don't know what's coming. It happens suddenly. You see, family, I can do many things for you, but I cannot do a suddenly for you. Only God can do a suddenly for you. If you want to discover your purpose, you need to allow God to do a suddenly in your life. Come on, give the Lord a praise there. It's time for a suddenly. It's time, I say, for a suddenly. It's time for a suddenly. Amen. I pray that God will do a suddenly in your life today. And he fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. I want you to notice that Jesus said, you're not, persecute, you're not persecuting the Christians, you're persecuting me. Look what God did. He took the very person that persecuted him and he turned him in to one of his apostles. Don't think because perhaps you failed in certain areas, perhaps you haven't got it right 100% that God will overlook you. The call is irrevocable and without repentance. And God is looking for you to take the opportunity. He's looking for that God encounter. Suddenly, suddenly. And then it says, and it goes on to say, now get up. And go into the city. There is a get up and go moment for you. When it suddenly happens, you have to get up and go. You can't wait. Get up and go now and it will be told what you need to do. In many ways, I had three encounters with the Lord. When I was 12 years old, I remember I had to lit a coal stove. And it had accelerant on it, fuel. And uh, I didn't know how coal stoves worked. And as a 12-year-old boy, I got close to the area where you got to light the fire there. And as I lit it, the, the accelerant exploded into my face. And it burned all my hair off my face. 
and burn the tender areas of my face. And as I, as I, that evening, I was sitting in the bath and I was having a bath because I, it was a Wednesday. I'll never forget it. We had a Wednesday movie on then. That was the old days. Okay, only Wednesday, Saturday and Wednesday movies, you know, in any case. Wednesday. And it was a 2 to 12 movie. And I was 10 years old. No, I was 12 years old. I was just 12 years old. And I, and I said, Lord, I want to go and watch this movie tonight. Heal my eyes. And God, as I sat there in that bath, God, heal my eyes. Instantly. Suddenly. I remember when I was 35 years old, God had a, an encounter with me one Sunday night at Christian Family Church, Fontaine. A friend invited me, said, do you need emotional restoration? I said, I need it. I need it. I need physical restoration. I need something. I need a suddenly. And that night, God touched, touched both my wife and I. And we've been serving the Lord ever since then. Suddenly, a God encounter. I remember in 2006, God called us into the ministry. God spoke to me for three years prior to that about what is going to happen. And then suddenly the call came and we had to respond. What is your suddenly today? Get up and go. Discover your purpose. Fulfill your purpose. God wants you not just to attend this church. God wants you to belong to this church. God wants you to make a difference in this church because you have a purpose. You have something that you can give someone else and we need it right here at Christian Family Church. Say this with me. God created me on purpose for a purpose. Say it again. God created me on purpose for a purpose. Raise your hands to heaven. Close your eyes. Say, God created me on purpose for a purpose. Say this. God created you for a purpose on purpose. Say this with me. God created me on purpose for a purpose. Now give the Lord a mighty shout of praise if you believe that. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.